Finally, we're all together. We are unified. All of Alberta, no mask mandate. Uh, you can argue the politics <laughs> behind that statement, but hey, City Council, uh, after delaying probably about a week uh, waiting uh, to make its decision, after the province had lifted the mandatory mask bylaw as a uh, man, man, mandate, really, province doesn't do bylaws, March 1st, they came off. Edmonton's continued because that's the way they had it set up and they didn't have a new meeting until this week in order to deal with it. So anyway, finally came off. So we are united all across Alberta. So are we actually united or does this drive people further apart? I don't know, we've been talking about what divides us, what brings us together during all this pandemic and it seems like the divisions have gotten more intense and deeper la- later into the pandemic. Hey, we were all pulling together at first but then it all started to come apart. Why don't you with Timothy Caulfield, uh, Caulfield, just Tim. Let's just call him Tim, okay? That's formal to go Timothy. So we'll talk with Tim, who's a professor in the Faculty of Law, University of Alberta. That's the official title. But we've heard from him many times diving into uh, some of the science and some of the misinformation that's been out there. He's joining us here this morning. Hey, Tim, how are you? Unless you prefer Timothy. Uh, Tim is fine, Daryl. Thanks a lot. Good fine. What's your preference? <laughs> I, don't, I want us to be unified here. I don't want something to divide us. Well, I can hear my, my mother saying, it's Timothy correcting people okay okay Okay, if you can hear her well guess what there's been some finger wagging in the old mask world too so that has been a portion of it do you think that with the mask mandates coming off now that this does just uh, some of that division disappears or does it intensify what do you think well my my pessimistic vision is that it does intensify, or, really, or, or at a minimum, it remains. The, the mask issue has been divisive right from right from the start, almost. Right, we can remember back two years. The science was kind of uncertain about whether masks were even necessary or helpful, and we had conflicting recommendations. Um, and it very quickly became about ideology and uh, as the evidence accumulated and now we have a pretty robust body of evidence by the way that that masks are a very important public health tool that ideology kind of remained and so my pessimistic vision is this it does stay about politics and ideology and and sort of personal identity and when it becomes about that it can be very hard to change people's minds and it, and it can remain very divisive now my my optimistic vision <laughs> is that um, uh, kind of what you said off the top you know this has been really divisive uh, people are, are are getting sick of it uh, and um, it, it'll sort of go back to the more of a background noise you know issue um, unfortunately I think at least in the near future my my original the pessimistic vision seems the evidence tells us that that seems more likely. Uh, yeah, I suppose, but I haven't heard, I've heard a few sort of anecdotal incidents of, uh, you know, somebody, it seems to be women who get targeted by this uh, more often than not, by the way. Going into the store, they're still wearing their masks, and somebody, usually a guy, sorry, I don't want to generalize, but it's true, uh, goes, hey, you don't need to wear that anymore, did you know that? So that's, that's the only division I really see right now. For the most part, people, I see them just letting people live and let live. If you want to wear one, great. If you don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, I, I certainly hope that's the way forward. You know, people don't shame individuals for choosing to wear to wear masks. You know, I, I kind of worry that, you know, the, some of the rhetoric we've heard says, you know, now that they've taken off uh, the mask mandates, the, the message is you should never wear a mask, right? Because, of course, we have situations where immunocompromised individuals and, uh, you know, people in high-risk situations. So they're all, are, there's still going to be situations where wearing a mask is sensible. And some people may just feel more comfortable wearing masks. One of the things I do worry about, and I've absolutely seen 
mean, this is that kind of revisionist history about the value of masks, you know, where people are saying, oh, we never needed them. We finally got rid of these useless ideas. that's not the case. You know, there is a real, as I said already, there's a robust body of evidence that masks are helpful. It's hard to study this well, and I think that that's one of the reasons it's taken so long for me to say that so definitively, yeah. but, but you know, it, that evidence is there. So you know, in the future, let's not let our revisionist history uh, of how masks were used during the pandemic impact sort of sensible mask policy in the future, if it's needed, and I hope it's not. I'm knocking, knocking on wood. Yeah, well, likewise, aren't we all? We don't want, we don't, please, no, thank you. But, you know, I, two messages messages in on our text line that, that completely uh, sort of mirror what you were just talking about with two different points of view. So I got one from, I'm a nurse, uh, hasn't been sick in over two years, I wear my mask and hand sanitize accordingly, and I will continue to follow the science. Then another one says, it is smarter to not wear a mask, never need it anyway, based on an assumption, I would assume. Uh, so trying to, trying to find how to bring people together so that you can actually get some common ground? Because those are two diversely opposite opinions and and views of it. And the evidence, you probably guess what I'm going to say here, the evidence supports the first comment. In fact, there was a study that was published just weeks ago that found that wearing a mask, both parties wear a mask, you reduce, and and if one of them is infectious, you reduce uh, the spread by half, right? That's a significant uh, significant finding. Um, And uh, to the latter point, it's just wrong, right? But I get why people... You know, would have that impression. The information environment so chaotic, and 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 we're hearing that messaging a lot. A lot that it, that it is that they were useless. But but I can promise you, the evidence doesn't say that. Now, look, I said that so definitively, Daryl. But but uh, you know, there the evidence about when we should stop wearing masks, when the policies. You know, that's much more ragged. That's more much more messy. Well, and what about the the the, the talk that you wear a mask? You're not protecting yourself, but that supposedly you're protecting others, and that it's a thin cloth. And there's been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, research now that's saying, uh, you know, the cloth masks do nothing. That the uh, surgical masks do a little, but not an awful lot, because there's tons of room for the air to come out on the, on the side, and then it becomes then virtue signaling, or as you mentioned earlier, it becomes more of a projection of ideology than fact. Yeah, and, and it cuts both ways, right? You know, um, it, it does really become this ideological ideological flag. You know, the the evidence really is that it it, it is helpful, right? Because you just slow the spread. Um, so any mask can be helpful. And and early in early in the pandemic. Um, that evidence, I think that's one of the reasons why there was so much uncertainty about, about masks. And people remember that, right? I still have people sending me messages about, you know, uh, Fauci got it wrong, the WHO got it wrong, the CD, CDC got it wrong, the Public Health Agency of Canada got it wrong about masks. Why should we believe them now? Well, the evidence accumulated. Now we have a better picture of, of when we should use masks and when, when, and when masks probably aren't needed. For example, outside, like the, it is amazing the evidence that has accumulated about how you, there's less risk when you're outside. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't get it. If you're out for a walk, uh, <laughs> why you'd have a mask on? Uh, that never made much sense for me when you're outside. I suppose if you're in a larger crowd, maybe you could argue that. But to me, there's, there's aeration that just makes some sense. I'm curious from your point of view, what are you doing? Like, uh, what are you, what choices are you making mask-wise? I'm curious. It's a great question, a good time to ask me because, yeah. um, you know, so someone asked me that question yesterday and I said, well, I'm going to still, I'm, for a few more weeks, you know, I think I want to watch the numbers and I'm going to continue to wear a mask when I go into a store and when I go to a restaurant, when I sit down, I'm going to take it off. Um, that, that's what I said yesterday, Daryl. Okay. So then last night I go out to dinner with my 
some friends, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, had a lovely evening. I wore my mask going, you know, my wife and I wore our mask going into the restaurant. We sat down, we took it off, and we didn't put it back on. Isn't that interesting? And it wasn't an intention. It wasn't, you know, I went to the bathroom, you know, and I walked out to go back to work. And it wasn't, I, and then my wife turned to me and said, you know, we didn't put our mask back on. So it's fascinating how these social norms sort of subtly shift, uh, even when you're someone like me who is bombarded with this information all the time. Uh, it's kind of kind of fascinating, and I'm you know I, I can't ask you without t- telling what I would do is when the bylaw was still in effect here in Edmonton, I wore the mask. Uh, if it, if if I was going to the store, I'm putting my mask because I'm not going to have somebody give me a side or have some clerk have to bother. Once it was lifted, it's just kind of like, you know what, uh, I'm good. <laughs> now there are a lot of people who will disagree with me and say that you should still try to protect yourself or others. It's more about others at that point, but I don't know. Uh, I'm just following the rules. At this point, uh, this is what the mandate is, and so I'm going to go forward. But in the meantime, if someone else has one on, or if someone doesn't have one on, I'm not judging them. And that maybe is the common ground that we can finally get to. Just leave yeah. them alone. I think that's a very sensible, uh, sensible way forward. And um, yeah, no shaming. Let's try to remove the ideology. And oh, I'm knocking on wood again here, Daryl. <laughs> if we need masks in the future, let's embrace the science. It, it is funny, as and I'm looking through the text text line. There is still so much emotion on this. Like there are people who are who are furious that we're even continuing to discuss this. There are people who think you're a moron. They think I'm a moron. They think they're the smartest people in the world. Like, it kind of goes on like that. <laughs> It really seems to have escalated to that. To that, it's 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 way too emotional at this point. Maybe it's because of what we've all come through. Maybe that's why it's so emotional. Well, I, I think it's important to highlight that you know, as you can imagine, there have been so many studies on this, right? Different kinds of surveys of you know different kinds of methodological rigor, and they confirm exactly what you just said, right? It really has been it, it, a study that was done very recently. A very a good study, a good a good survey found that you know most Canadians still support wearing masks. And this was, I think this was two weeks ago. So this is not that, not that long ago, right? Yep. Yes, it's evolving really, really quickly, that kind of public perception, but we definitely see that division. And no surprise, all the evidence says it's almost exactly on ideological lines. Mm. Uh, it's interesting, a couple other comments, which is interesting sort of like just with our social norms, how we have sort of interacted with each other over the last little while. I got one in going, you know, the mask I'm not that worried about. I miss my space. I miss not. Ha- I miss having people stay the heck away from me. Get off of me. Get out of my personal space. That's what some people are missing more than anything else. You know, I, I taught uh, the last couple of weeks at the university. I had to wear the mask. <clears throat> I, for me, it was the opposite. I missed being with the students and interacting with my colleagues. So I really do hope we're moving forward as a community. I guess, uh, yeah, we'll see. We will We will go forward united in whatever whatever that means. <laughs> Tim Caulfield, good talking to you. As always, nice, nice chatting. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.